All information contained in this podcast is general in nature and does not consider your individual circumstances. You should consider the appropriateness of this information with regards to your individual objectives, financial situation and needs. Welcome to Sharing More Than The Sheets, a podcast to help you and your partner make better financial and lifestyle decisions so that you can both focus on the things that you love. I'm your host, Michael Curry, financial planner, green thumb, husband, and just dad. Most people listening to this episode have most likely held, touched, or owned gold in their life. It's one of those things where it's an old school way of storing wealth. Some believe it's a really good idea, some don't. And today I wanted to talk about gold and discuss some of the advantages and disadvantages and the ins and outs of owning gold or investing in gold. So let's start where it all began. About 2000 years BC, the ancient Egyptians used to use it to make jewelry. It wasn't until 560 BC that it started to act as a currency. And at that time, merchants wanted to create like a standardized and easily transferable form of money that would make trading a lot easier. The creation of the gold coin stamped with a seal seemed to be the answer, and gold jewelry was already accepted and recognized throughout various corners of the earth. So it just made sense. Its importance continued to grow throughout Europe and the UK, with relics from Greek and Roman empires prominently displayed in museums around the world and Great Britain developing its own metals-based currency in 775. Eventually, it symbolized wealth throughout Europe, Asia, Africa, and the Americas. The US government continued on with this gold tradition by setting up the bimetallic standard in 1792. This standard simply stated that every monetary unit in the US had to be backed by either gold or silver, but this didn't last forever. In the 1900s, there were some events that occurred which led to the transition of gold out of the monetary system. And the US abandoned the gold standard in 1971, when it's currently ceased to be backed by gold. Now there's a bit of a history test for you. Now, in today's society, even though gold is no longer backed by the US dollar, or any other currencies in the world for that matter, it still carries importance in today's society, and is still important to the global economy. Now to validate this point, you literally just need to look at the balance sheets of central banks and other financial organizations, such as the IMF, the International Monetary Fund. Currently, these organizations are responsible for holding almost one-fifth of the world's gold supply above ground. Um, In addition, several central banks have added to their present gold reserves, reflecting concerns about the long-term global economy. So essentially, it's one of those things that is, it's a widely accepted way to hold wealth. It's, it's something that if, if the banks are doing it, then hey, there must be something in it, right? Now, how much gold is there? There's actually a lot of gold in the world, but the issue is that it's difficult to extract. For example, seawater contains gold, but in such small quantities, um, it would actually cost more to extract it than it actually is worth. Um, so there's a big difference between the availability of gold and how much there actually is in the world. Um, earlier this year, the World Gold Council estimated that there are about 197,576 metric tons of gold above the ground being used today, and roughly 54,000 metric tons of gold that can be economically extracted from the earth using current technology. Advances in extraction methods or materially high gold prices can actually shift that number, and it's been discovered near undersea thermal vents in quantities that suggest it might be worth extracting if prices 
got that high enough to make it worth it for them. So let's talk about some of the pros and cons of gold. First of all, it's a way to protect health. So it's been known as a reliable way to store value for a really, really long time. And it's largely unaffected by factors that influence other investments. For example, when share prices plummet, the price of gold usually goes up. And as investors try to find somewhere safe to park their money. The other thing as well is it's a way to diversify your portfolio. So it's safe haven. I'm saying this in inverted commas, of course, makes it well worth considering if you're making, you know, if you're looking to a way to diversify your portfolio, because if there are market downturns, at least you have some way of hedging your investment portfolio and having that backup in case, for example, shares don't do so well, at least you have gold there. And that's a way to diversify your portfolio or one of the ways I should say. The other thing as well is that it's really easy to buy. So there are dealers who sell gold. Um, there are other ways of buying gold, which I'll get to in a moment. But it's one of those things where it isn't that hard to get. You know, it's not like, for example, um, buying a house, for example, which requires a deposit, a lot of money, um, going through someone for finance if you don't have the money in cash to buy the house. The other thing as well is that it's a tangible asset. So gold is one of those things that you can touch and feel. And, you know, unlike shares, for example, you know, you could store it somewhere, you could feel it, you could pass it around to somebody. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things, if global financial systems were to collapse, and let's say every, you know, let's say the internet disappeared, and almost what happened in the Great Depression, when markets all over the world, financial systems were literally, had literally collapsed, owning gold as a physical asset offers that protection, because it can't be destroyed by fire, or water damage, it won't corrode over time. And one of the last example, one of the last pros I want to go through is that it's liquid. So gold is really easy to convert to cash if you need it to. When I say really easy, in that it's it's one of those things where most people would be willing to buy gold if it was at the right price. Um, there are gold dealers that will buy gold off you. You don't need to hire a real estate agent to sell your gold for you. It's one of those things where you could most likely just do it yourself. And it's a quite simple process as well. Now let's talk about the disadvantages of gold. So first of all, because it's commonly seen as a steady investment, it may not offer the same potential of big returns such as other investments. And I regularly talk to my clients about the relationship between risk and return. And that generally speaking, the higher the risk, the higher the return and vice versa. So gold is a very, very similar situation where because it's that safe haven, you know, because it has that status of being in a, you know, being something that people can rely on, it's not exactly something that will, you, you can't expect it to double in value within a year or to go up 50%. Again, unless an event occurs like the Great Depression, it's one of those things where the returns are going to be most likely a lot lower than any of your other investments. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a free 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au. The other thing as well is that sometimes there are fees involved in gold, which a lot of people don't realize. So if you're buying it from a gold dealer, there are dealer fees, um, storage fees, if it's something that you're storing in a particular place, you know, be it a bank or a center that allows people to store rare um, metals, the security and insurance 
um, as well. So, you know, if it's something that you're storing in your house, for example, or in a safe and you want to take out insurance on it, or you need to buy a safe to store the gold, there are these costs as well that a lot of people don't realize um, come into it. So you could potentially have all this gold, be paying all this money for storage fees, and there is the possibility that the gold may not increase in value and that you're essentially paying these storage fees to store something which is not increasing in value. The other thing as well is gold isn't as convenient as ETFs um, or, or even shares, for example. So, you know, if, for example, if you had shares, if you had a share portfolio or a managed fund portfolio, you know, it's it's a lot convenient to instantly check how much your assets are worth. It's pretty convenient to sell those assets if you needed to compared to gold, especially if you have physical gold where you'd need to go and, you know, go to the safe or go to the location it's being stored at, take it out, go to the person you're selling it to. So that convenience factor isn't exactly there either because it's a physical item. And the last thing in, and it, the last thing and probably one of the biggest disadvantages of gold, in my opinion, is that there's no ongoing income. So gold doesn't produce income like a property does um, or shares. Um, and so, you know, because a property, for example, will generate rent, shares would generate dividends. Gold doesn't do any of that. So essentially, if you bought gold, you'd be buying it for its value. Um, if you're hoping to make money out of gold, you'd be hoping for capital growth. So it's something that you'd be buying and betting on the fact that it's going to be worth more money in the future so that you can sell it for more money. Or, as I said earlier, if there is a massive global event like the Great Depression or something pretty bad, it's something that will retain its value and will most likely be worth a lot more than shares. So these are things to consider when looking at gold. I mean, to be honest, these pros and cons should be considered with any investment and gold is no different to that. Um, it's funny over the years, I'd be talking to some people and they would be, you've got some people which are obsessed with gold and silver and precious metals. And, you know, their, their thing is that, you know, at the end of the day, this is what is going to have its value. You know, it's money that's been there for hundreds or thousands of years. It's, it's a way of storing wealth that anyone in the world understands and accepts. And then you've got the other side of the coin where, you know, it doesn't generate income. There's its inconvenience. And a lot of people stay away from gold because they prefer to invest in things like shares and property where they can generate income from from those assets. And they uh, most people would be willing to take on a lot more risk as well than investing only in gold. Because as I said earlier, the higher the risk, the higher the return. So hence why gold can be a way to diversify your portfolio. And it is worth tracking the price of gold and seeing how it's going over the years because it's um, looking, depending when you're listening to to this episode, it's had periods where it's jumped up, gone back down, and it's definitely not a guaranteed way to make money. So if you're listening to this episode and you're thinking, yes, I want to buy gold, I want to diversify more my portfolio, or I have some cash or some money that I want to invest somewhere and I feel comfortable investing it in gold, this is what you do next. First of all, well, there's three main ways. Really, there's two, but say let's say there's three ways you can invest in gold. The first one is the actual physical asset. So this is actually 
going to a gold dealer, buying the gold itself in its physical form and picking it up physically. Um, you can organize your own storage, which could be a safe in your house or business. Um, it could be a deposit box at a bank. Um, and also there are certain places where you can actually hire a storage box and all they do is literally store things like gold for you. And obviously the other way to buy gold is through coins, jewelry, um, bullion, gold nuggets, etc. So buying the physical gold itself is one way to do it. And as I said, I've explained some of the pros and cons of that. The second way is to buy into a gold-backed exchange-traded fund, an ETF. And this works very similar to owning, essentially owning the shares of another fund, um, you know, and this particular ETF, for example, would own literally physical gold. Now, there are a few out there and they, most of them track the price of gold quite well and it gives you exposure to gold without having to worry about storage or buying and selling the gold yourself. And you're benefiting from the price increase without physically owning the asset. ETFs are traded on the stock exchange, just like shares are, uh, which makes it a lot easier to access. However, by owning something on a, you know, owning something that isn't tangible, so owning, you know, an intangible asset like an ETF is very different to owning the actual gold itself. And some people prefer to own the physical gold because of the, you could say, peace of mind that I mentioned earlier. The third way is to invest in gold mining companies. And you won't have direct exposure to gold, but unsurprisingly, gold miner stocks tend to be closely correlated with gold, the gold price itself. Um, one thing to be aware of is that gold miners tend to experience an amplification of any gold price movements. And this will magnify any gains, but also increase losses. So you should also be wary of investing in companies that are in the exploration phase, because some of these may strike it rich, um, and many more will actually fail to find any gold at all. So the most important step in this whole process, if you're thinking of investing in gold, is to talk to a financial advisor. And the main reason for that is not just to discuss the pros and cons, but to ensure it fits into your overall strategy. And I, I talk a lot about people's goals and that each person's circumstance is completely different to the others. And this is no different. You know, if if your goals if if your goal is to, for example, retire in 20 years and you need to generate this much income to be able to do that, or you need to generate this much in capital growth to do that, then putting everything in gold is probably not a good idea. And it may fall, form part of your strategy, but obtaining proper financial advice would help in this situation because at least an advisor can talk to you about projections. They can talk to you about what could be around the corner financially. Um, we, we use assumptions. Yes, we have no crystal ball. Well, I used to have one, but it broke. But, you know, we don't have a crystal ball. So nobody can tell the future. But as an advisor, we like to put projections together to be able to educate clients and show them based on advice where things will be looking, where things will be heading in 5, 10 or 20 years. So when this forms part of an overall strategy, when it's been advised, gold can potentially be a way to invest your money. I hope this episode has helped because over the years, when I do mention the word gold to clients, it's very interesting what people's perceptions are of gold. And 
sometimes there are mis- misperceptions, you know, because some people believe that gold is always going to go up and that it's the only way to invest. And then you've got people that say, no, gold is the worst way to invest your money. I would never put my money in gold. So the answer is that there is no answer as to whether gold is the right investment. It all comes down to your strategy. And pardon the pun, but there is no golden rule. Thanks for joining us on Sharing More Than The Sheets. Please make sure you subscribe to be updated with future episode releases. And feel free to share this episode with any friends or family that you think it might benefit. Please visit us at sharingmorethanthesheets.com.au to submit questions or requests for future podcast topics. These podcasts have been brought to you by Better Financial Planning Australia. To book a 15-minute phone chat, visit betterfinancialplanning.com.au.